But Elu, the essence, if one wants to understand what is the translation, what is the meaning of the essence of Elu, Elu is one long Erev Shabbos. Mishetorach be'erev Shabbos yoichel b'Shabbos. One who, who, who toils, who's matriach himself, who can experience Shabbos. One who works on Erev Shabbos. One who works on Slichus, which is the time of Erev Shabbos. You know that busy time when it's really getting late and it's almost Shabbos. That's this time of the year. Where Erev Shabbos is Samuch Lechashecho. There are different names we use to describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu. One of them is Doidi. We use that when we talk about Chodesh El, Ani L'Doidi V'Doidi Li, and Erev Shabbos, when we're bringing Shabbos in L'Chod Doidi L'Kras Kalo. And just like the oil and the light of Shabbos, is an endless light, but we only get as much of Shabbos according to how much we've prepared. The light, L'dobed Hashem Oyri Zura Shoshana V'Yishi Zuyam HaKippurim. It's an oil Ein Tsev, it's an infinite light. How much of that is going to belong to us? That depends according to the Erev Shabbos, to the Hachana, to the Elo, to the Slichas, the going in to the Rosh Hashanah. If we go in with the preparation, we can take with us oitzris, treasures of oil, of Yerashomayim, of Ahava Hashem, of Tshuva Maisim Toivim. If we go in without a preparation, Avada will have a tremendous Rosh Hashanah, will daven Givaldik, will cry, will do Tshuva. But it's not going to have any staying power because the meaning of hachona. What is the root of the word hachona? We say eskior ve'eskanoi, a cane. What is the targum taich eskior ve'eskanoi? Yaskioiro v'yas bosiso. A cane is a bosis. It means a a base to support something on. You can have a beautiful edifice. It has to have a setting in order for it to stand. It cannot survive, it cannot keep, you can stand up, it'll fall down, it has to have a bosses, it has to have a cane in order for it to continue to stand up. A, anything that is without a bosses, without a cane, without a hachona to support one, cannot have a kiyan. The midah of Yisoyed, the kedusha of Yisoyed, is a person lifting himself up above the tumor of the immorality and the permissiveness of today's society, and retaining his Kedusha, being careful what he sees and what he hears and where he goes. Such a person is being Mekadosh, he's sanctifying the Midah of Yesod, he's connecting himself to Yosef HaTzadik. What is Yesod? What does it mean? A foundation. What's a foundation? A bosses, a base, a hachona a foundation that the Malchus of Mashiach should be able to stand on. If we want to be Zoichet to Malchus, we have to fight the battles. We have to understand that we live in a society where the Satan has declared all-out war on Kedushas Hayesoid. is throwing at us all sorts of terrible Nisyoinus through every vehicle possible, whether it's the media, whether it's the world of entertainment, and through all sorts of insidious vehicles that the Yetzirah slips in through, through the internet, that the Satan could infect a Jewish home with some of the lowest, most depraved forms of immorality.
We are living in a generation before Mashiach, in an era of Shabbos, in a time of Midah of Yisoy, the Elif Hashishi, there's a battle against everything that Shishi represents. Everything represented by Hachona. Bring us into a world of Mikra. The Hochein Levovom Elecho, as it says, Laman Loi Nigalorik, which represents that tumor. The Loi Neilaid Lebaholo. If a person doesn't have a Yesoid, he doesn't have a bosses to his Yiddishkeit. He's Hefker. He just goes wherever his feelings take him at the moment. He is going to live in the world of Rake, in the world of Mikra, in a world of emptiness. He'll be floating. Sure, he'll serve the Rabbeinu Shalom. Sure, he'll daven. He may learn. He may do good things. But he's going to feel a sense of emptiness. It's not rooted. There's no hachonah. It's how I feel at the moment. Tomorrow I'll do something else. When I need to have a lift, I need to have a religious experience. Give valdek, I'm there. Tomorrow I'm back to wherever I want to be. Because when there's emptiness, when there's no yesoid, then there's no kiyim. We cannot sustain the malchus. And because this world, this society, is so designed... To be anti-shishi, to be the antithesis of the meaning of Yesoid. That's why we are so out of touch with anything that has connection to Hachona. With anything that has connection to preparation. We think preparing for everything, anything is a waste of time. Just get me to the good part. Get me to the tainug. I don't want to work to make money. I want to make money. I want to make it in a moment. I don't want to go through the drudgery that it takes to achieve. That applies to Mila the Alma. It applies to Talmud Torah. Just get me to the good part. I don't want to have to go through the difficulty. It applies to Shabbos. We want to give out the Shabbos. We don't want Erev Shabbos. We don't want the preparation of Erev Shabbos. When we think of Eden, we hear, Hashem, the Chafetz Chaim, it says, Chatzois Hayoim, already was by him Shabbos. He was standing, he was being Mavasedah, and he was, he was standing by the wall saying, Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh. We think of that, someone like that, he talked the previous day, heard my Baba Hashem told me that in the Shtetl, where she grew up, she remembers Erev Shabbos, by Chatzois Hayoim, you couldn't hear, it, it, it was just Shabbos already. Everybody was Shabbos, Dick. We don't have that anymore. We look at that as something, you know, the, the, the Tverah Shloimer once was passing through a certain town and he heard that there was an old woman who had worked in the kitchen by the Noyem Elimelech, by the Rebbe Ramelech. And he wanted very much to meet her. And they arranged that, he should, that she should come see him. And he asked her, tell me something, what do you remember from the household of the Noyem Elimelech? She said, I worked in the kitchen. One thing I could tell you, Erev Shabbos was like Erev Yom Kippur. How we cried, how we went, each person went to ask Mechila from the other one. Because Erev Shabbos, we're going into the world of Shabbos. We lived, we had a connection to the world of Hachona. If we want to understand why previous generations had an Elul, had a Slichas, we barely even read. I never read anything about Rabbi Tzela Petterberg's Rosh Hashanah. I only read about his Elul. I assume the Rosh Hashanah must have been Moiridik. It wasn't the focal point. The focal point was the preparation. People are very, very tzibrochen. Unhappiness, a deep unhappiness is very prevalent. It's almost rampant today. And the reason for that is because the more we numb that sensitivity that life has consequences, 
We feel more and more like nothing. We're unimportant. We don't make a difference. We're constantly getting the message that nothing counts. So I don't count. So why we think we think that we're indulging in happiness and enjoying ourselves and chasing after one timing after another and freeing ourselves of all responsibility. But again and again, we're breaking our own hearts. And eventually it comes through. And that's what's called ikvasidah meshiche. An akev, the heel doesn't feel, it's dead skin. This tekufa in the seder of Bria of the world is a tekufa with very little feeling. That's why we run after anything that gives us some feeling so we should remind ourselves that we're alive. But we're frightened. And because we live in the Akev, we become unbearably trite and petty. And life becomes, you know, who can make one better joke than the next? I had a good line, who had the better line? That's what it all becomes, just pushing off the reality of life and escaping into fantasy happiness, which only brings sadness, only brings only brings atzvis. On Rosh Hashanah we get the message that things are not like that. On Rosh Hashanah we get the message that there's a yoyim hadin, that there's an elbow in ha that what we do counts. And that's what's so soul-reviving and soul-refreshing about the Yomim Neiroim. As frightened as we are of these days, we wouldn't give them up for anything. Because they bring into our lives such a sense of vitality, such a sense of reality, and such a compliment you know what we're saying? I can make Elboin HaToyre. What does that mean? The Torah HaKadoshah, the great and awesome Torah, who the Malachim, Srofim, Vaifanim fought over. It's no Hoytchal HaShamayim. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't give it to them. And when he opens up a Chumash, or a Mishnayas, or a Gemara, and he learns a Posik, there are Malachim who are standing with their eyes popping out, green with envy. They can't even have the right to learn one word of Torah. The Torah is Chochmas Hashem. The Torah is the source of all Bria. There are endless soydas to the Torah, to every letter and every part of a letter. As the Chofetz Chaim writes, we haven't even made a scratch. After all these thousands of years of learning Torah, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of the Torah. And the Torah could be insulted from me. Imagine somebody walks into a shul and says, you know, I'm fed up with the President of the United States. I'm so angry at him, but I fixed him. I wrote him such a nasty letter, he's not going to sleep for three nights after he reads my letter. Tell him the President is going to sleep fine. He's never going to see, he's not interested in your letter. If the Prime Minister of England writes him a letter, a nasty letter, that's already a big issue. I can cause HaKadosh Baruch Hu Tzar. I can cause Elbein HaToyreh. Who must I be? What strength and what power? How much is there to me that I'm not aware of? And for a moment we're taken out of the world of Akev, 
which is the lowest part of the body, and we lift it up to the world of Roish, which is the highest part of the body. That's Roish Hashanah, the place where everything matters. A scratch on the Moyach is not the same as a scratch on the foot. When a doctor is operating, is making brain surgery, any slight movement has repercussions, can change, can alter a person's entire life, or give or take his life. Rosh Hashanah is one long operation on the Rosh. And we're reminded that every moment counts. The Rameya writes, it says, every minute of Rosh Hashanah represents weeks or months during the year. The Briskerov he wouldn't be still for a moment on Rosh Hashanah when he, when he was just standing he would sit with a tillum he didn't want to waste one second because every second carries with it endless meaning Rosh Hashanah we're reminded of that and that's why it's so important our Anhoga especially our Midas every moment of Rosh Hashanah to be careful not to get into a cast to be mevater to one another not to be petty don't waste a moment of Rosh Hashanah involved in silly things like this seed or that seed or who got what and how he davened. It's all going to play itself out. It all makes a difference. Let us be as sweet as the honey to everybody on Rosh Hashanah. Let's make sure our middas are in perfect control because it makes a difference. Every move has an effect for all eternity. Now we have to be careful. We mustn't make a mistake. I want to tell you a true story. It happened about five weeks ago. Our yeshiva, we went up to, uh, we went up to the mountains. The yeshiva spent time in camp. When I arrived up to the mountains, I realized they were left behind two important bags of stuff. You know, you take everything up with you, you go up to the mountains. And it was one of the Rebbeim who was going back to Muncie, and he was coming back that night. I asked him for a favor. Do you mind to go to my house? Here's the combination. Right by the door, there's two bags we left behind. Will you bring it? He says, sure, no problem. And he goes, and then he got late, and he forgot, and he forgot the combination. It was a whole tirch until he finally got it. And he came back one o'clock in the morning, knocked on the door of the bungalow, says, here, I brought you the two bags. He opened the two bags. He had brought back two Bags overflowing with garbage. We had left next to the door two garbage bags, and he carried it with him in his car. He noticed there was some faint odor. He couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> Brought it all the way up to the mountains. Thank you very much. Two bags of garbage. No doubt about it. He gets a thanks. Ah, but the mice is a We think sometimes. We're doing, we're doing. And we're convinced we're doing what's right when it comes the ultimate Yom Hadin and we open up the bags, there may be nothing worthwhile there. A lot of us, our Avoidus Hashem revolves around Chizuk. Meaning we want to hold on. We feel a bit empty, we feel dried out. Ah, comes a Yontiv. I get such a Gishmak for a Yontiv. I want to be prepared for a Yontiv. Tell me about the Yontiv. And I can hold on. That means he's Vayisu Miram says. He just wants to get out of Mitzrayim. That's one type of Nesir. There's another Nesir. Vayisu Vayachnu Vayisu Vayachnu Vayisu Vayachnu. The Nesir is the beginning of a trip going to somewhere else. That means a person who wants to grow. A person who wants to change. That's a different type of Masa completely.
And many of us don't realize that we're not connected to that. If you ask somebody, what do you want to be in 10 years from now? What are you planning to be in 20 years from now? Many people answer, what do you mean? I'm perfectly fine. I want to be what I am now. More successful. Of course, I want to daven. I want to learn. I want to be, bring up children right. And I want to have the, the, everything. But does he think he has to be somebody else who he is now? He doesn't think so. He just wants, I'm going to keep my Yiddishkeit proper. I'm going to get chizik whenever I need. But he's not thinking in terms, I need to be somebody else in 20 years. I want to be more learned. I want to be able davening better. I want to have better midas. I want to be in control of my cast. I want to be in control of my tires. I want to be a different person. People lose that. As we age, we lose that. You talk to young people, talk to Bachram. They have dreams, they have ambitions, they have vision. That's Uru Yeshenim Ishinaschem, Uru's Miloshenar of youth, Yeshenim is Miloshen of aged and old. We, unfortunately, many of us, we want Shabbos, we want Yomta, we want terrible, we want it on our own terms. I want to be who I am. I want to live my life the way I want to live it. If you could fit in Torah and Mitzvahs, wonderful, I'm happy. And noch besser, if you throw in Shabbos and Yontav included, I'm even happier. But does he live with Vayisu Vayachnu? That means going against the nature of Bria. The Chsamsoyfe gives a Moira de Kemoshel. There was a person who went on a vacation. And he took, you know, a bungalow somewhere out there. And everything was broken and dilapidated with broken screens and there were rodents and flies and it was boiling hot. And the owner, he also provided the food and the meals were terrible and he was not paying a fortune for it also. And the one day he goes out for a stroll and he sees there's a vacation village. Beautiful summer homes. And he says, these people are walking back and forth and the place is full of people he knows. And he asked them, what's going on? He said, oh, it's a new place, fantastic. And we get catered meals, delicious food, everything. He asked him, well, you must be paying a fortune. He says, no, we got a good deal. They're paying less than he's paying in his place. So he's furious. He goes back to his place, starts packing his bags. And his balabos comes over. He says, what's going on? Where are you going? He says, you're taking me for a ride. Down the road, these guys get five-star service. And they're paying less than I'm paying. They get such fancy good food. And I get, look what you're giving me to eat. And the balabos starts arguing with him. He says, no, I didn't know you want good that food. I can make the same. I'll get you anything that they're giving. I'll bring you the same food. He begs him. It's my panos. If you leave, everybody else is going to leave. You're going to ruin my whole business. I beg you. He says, okay, but you promise me you're going to bring me the best food. He says, yeah. Comes the next day, he brings him a gourmet meal, fancy catered meal. He puts it down, and the fellow's sitting and eating it. But he's still surrounded by flies and the sweltering heat and all the rodents running in and out of the broken screens. Phosphoratamhotas. What type of a taste does the meal have? So the Chsam Soifer says, says, you know, we come Chaydish Elul. We do tremendous things. We hear the shoifer, we say tilim, we hear musa, we get yavasifas chizik, and we do, we daven, we do myridika things. But if we don't change, it's in the same dilapidated bungle of osfaratam hotas. It's not just about blowing shoifer, it's about a person honestly assessing his life and saying, what am I going to be 10 years from now? What am I going to be two weeks from now when Rosh Hashanah comes? Am I going to walk into shul the same person I am this minute? Or am I I going somewhere? Many people today struggle. Many struggle with emunah. 
they struggle with doubts. And you hear it all the time. People say, I need a good safer People think they have questions and they're missing answers. They're not missing answers. They're missing life. In a world of superficiality, if a person's she'ifas and goals in life are about oilam hazeh, they are about acquisition and about accomplishment in the world of shikho. That means he has to deny immortality. He's chaining himself to zman. He's chaining himself to mortal existence. He cannot transcend the physical world because that's where he lives. So his belief is going to be shaken. In order to believe, one has to live. And when we truly live, when we live with kvarnasa odom, when we live with future, so we live for nitzchias, then we believe in nitzchias because we sense the nitzchias, it's part of us. And if our shayrish hachayim will be from the safer hachayim, will be in the world of Kvarnasa Odom, in the Simch of Zri of Orzorul Atzadik, will have a Muna. But if our Shayr Shachayim is from the Sifre Hamesim, how can we have belief? Tzadik Bermunah so the first thing that's going to suffer is our Amuna, our Umnis. And we'll fight to live for the moment. We'll fight to try to remind ourselves that we are alive while every moment we're desperately forgetting. So we'll do more things to get our self-attention, more things to get others to look at us, more things of self-actualization instead of self-growth. Shoshana is a day to choose real life. Chazal tell us, when Klal Yisrael went out to battle, so they said, Isha Yorei of the Posset had to go back because we were afraid he would run away. They had people in the back lines. If anybody would be caught deserting, running away, they would cut his feet off. Say, Chazal shetchilas nefilo niso. Niso miloshen vayonos. The beginning of a fall is running away. That's when one loses the battle, when he's a nos, when he runs away. When the shoifer blows, we don't run away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu in fear. We run toward him in fear. As the Rambam says, Shoshon is yoim monois umiflot elov, a day that we run to him, not run away from him. You know, some people imagine Rosh Hashanah as a big war going on. There's a Muhammad, Tokalai Muhammad, there's a war, Chas Vashalom, between us and the Rabbi Nishlel. The Rabbi Nishlel wants to kill us, and we have to fight to save our lives. We have to convince him to give us the. There's a total misconception what Rosh Hashanah is about. We're not Chas Vashalom, we're not fighting against, we're fighting for. There's a Muhammad against the Ra. We're fighting for HaKadosh Baruch. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chafetz b'yitzotkei. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to run to Him, not to run away from Him. 
Don't escape from life, embrace life. Don't escape it through shikha, revive it through zikoroin. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us life, He's giving us days of life. Kosveinu b'sefer hachayim. Now the Chodesh is waiting for us, Rabbi Yisai. person has to be rubbing his hands together in anticipation. True, there's fear. But there's a Rosh Hashanah coming, a Tchiyah Shoifer, a Seres Yimei Tshuva, Slichas, Erev Yom Kippur, Kol Nidrei, Mit with the four days to Yom Kippur and Sukkot, then we go into the Sukkot, with Hazar Simcha, and Dalad Minim, and Simcha's Beis Hashem, and Simcha's Tar, all of this, is what HaKadosh is Chaim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is preparing for us, we just run towards Him. But if we live in Shikha, we're always escaping. We're connecting to the wrong Sefer. And even if sometimes we don't see the results. Or Zaru Allah Sometimes we try to dabble, we try to learn, and just doesn't feel. I don't feel the enthusiasm, I don't feel the chiyas. Take it and dip it into honey. Take that nas and say, Siziz, Siziz. I may not feel it now, but this is going to make me who I'm going to be. If I'll be anything, if I'll amount to anything in my journey in this world, it's right now, it's Kvarnas Adam, it's how I use what I have now. There's nothing else for me to do. To have the intelligence, to have the zikoroin, to see that. To live past the moment. That's Yom Azikoroin. Not to fall to Mo'enosh Kisiskereno. But to Adam. To Nase Adam. To Adam Aleyoyim. To know what life truly is. I was sitting at a chasana recently. And um, so at the table where I was, they had all the very expensive whiskeys. Like really fancy bottles of whiskey. A little bit shocked to see how much the Elam drinks. I wasn't aware of it because you're sitting right there. But every moment somebody else comes by to fill up again. You know, people are coming for refills and refills. Chasan isn't even there. You're not even saying lachain. Pasha drinking a little bit of a. And uh, there's an older yid sitting next to me. So he fills himself up a cup of water, and he says lachain, lachain on water. He says for sixty years, I say lachain on water. He says I traveled three days to Auschwitz. They didn't give us anything to eat or drink. Most of the people died in the wagon. We came, we were so parched for thirst. We were so desperate. When I drink a cup of water, I say l'chaim. I know what a cup of water means. I know what chaim is. Some people think chaim is escaping. What could I do to forget about life? That's the chayim, that's the chayim shikras. How can I forget that's a living death. The one who runs towards the source of life, as simple as it is, it could be, it could be just a glass of water. But he recognizes HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the source of life. He's embracing. He's running towards Hashem. He's hearing the shofar. That's what the shofar does. When the shofar godly, you talk, what's going to happen? They're going to come running from all. No one's going to run away. We're going to run towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rosh Hashanah is about running to Him. It's about living. It's about sourcing life in the Sefer of life. 